Letter to Miss Grace Norton by Henry James. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To Miss Grace Norton, 131 Mount Vernon Street, Boston, July 28, 1883. My dear Grace, before the sufferings of others I am always utterly powerless, and your letter reveals such depths of suffering that I hardly know what to say to you. This indeed is not my last word, but it must be my first. You are not isolated, verily, in such states of feeling as this, that is, in the sense that you appear to make all the misery of all mankind your own. Only I have a terrible sense that you give all and receive nothing that there is no reciprocity in your sympathy, that you have all the affliction of it and none of the returns. However, I am determined not to speak to you except with a voice of stoicism. I don't know why we live. The gift of life comes to us from I don't know what source or for what purpose. But I believe we can go on living for the reason that always, of course, up to a certain point, life is the most valuable thing we know anything about and it is therefore presumptively a great mistake to surrender it while there is any yet left in the cup in other words consciousness is an illimitable power and though at times it may seem to be all consciousness of misery yet in the way it propagates itself from wave to wave so that we never cease to feel and though at moments we appear to try to pray to there is something that holds one in one's place makes it a standpoint in the universe which it is probably good not to forsake you are right in your consciousness that we are all echoes and reverberations of the same and you are noble when your interest in pity as to everything that surrounds you appears to have a sustaining and harmonizing power only don't i beseech you generalize too much in these sympathies and tendernesses remember that every life is a special problem which is not yours but another's and content yourself with a terrible algebra of your own don't melt too much into the universe but be as solid and dense and fixed as you can we all live together and those of us who love and know live so most we help each other even unconsciously each in our own effort we lighten the effort of others we contribute to the sum of success make it possible for others to live sorrow comes in great waves no one can know that better than you but it rolls over us and though it may almost smother us it leaves us on the spot and we know that if it is strong we are stronger inasmuch as it passes and we remain it wears us uses us but we wear it and use it in return. And it is blind, whereas we, after a manner, see. My dear Grace, you are passing through a darkness in which I myself and my ignorance see nothing but that you have been made wretchedly ill by it. But it is only a darkness. It is not an end or the end. Don't think, don't feel any more than you can help. Don't conclude or decide. Don't do anything but wait everything will pass and serenity and accepted mysteries and disillusionments and the tenderness of a few good people and new opportunities and ever so much of life in a word will remain 
You will do all sorts of things yet, and I will help you. The only thing is not to melt in the meanwhile. I insist upon the necessity of a sort of mechanical condensation, so that however fast the horse may run away, there will, when he pulls up, be a somewhat agitated but perfectly identical G.N. left in the saddle. Try not to be ill, that is all, for in that there is a failure. You are marked out for success, and you must not fail. You have my tenderest affection and all my confidence. Ever your faithful friend, Henry James. End of Letter to Miss Grace Norton by Henry James Read by Winston Tharp